All right, y'all. So welcome to the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast with me, Allison Rozell. I am the founder, CEO, hostess with the mostest of the Sacred Pathway Academy, including the podcast that goes along with that academy. But enough about me. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about today, because today we have a beautiful goddess by the name of Susie Schubert, who is joining us right now. Hello, goddess Susie. How are you? <laughs> right back at you, goddess. Goddess woman. I'm wonderful. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here looking at your beautiful face and reconnecting with you. It's been a long time since we've gotten to chat. We've both kind of taken a little break from Clubhouse where we met. Yes. So this is really fun. Thank you for reaching out. Yes, absolutely. It's been, this has been a long time coming that I've wanted to sit down and have a conversation with you, Susie, um, because I find the work that you do just truly fascinating and awesome. Oh, thank you. So that's why I was like, yeah, we got to talk. We. we (laughs) (laughs) I am more than happy to be here and talk with you. Yes. So let me tell you about Miss Schubert here. She is a certified life coach. And she is also a writer, a podcaster, a tarot reader. She's an author. Um, One in particular is the Badass Planner. I love that name. So, so (laughs) (laughs) And she states that she is the self-proclaimed queen of wonderlust. And we're going to pin that and talk about that (laughs) as well. So I want to once again say just welcome, girl. Just welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, the two of us together, it's so funny because for those of you out there who don't know much about Clubhouse or, you know, what we do on there, Allison and I kind of met in the same room and my friend and I, Halakue, were doing this Queen of Wands room, which is a tarot card that we definitely, you know, feel like we are very in tune with both of us. And then Allison comes on there and we're like, you know, Allison is also a queen of wands, but she's like the smoldering wand. Halakua and I are the like fiery out there, like so much energy. And I'm sure people by the end of the hour or whatever are just like, I need some cooling down after all of that. But yet Allison still has the energy, but she's the slow burn. And that's one of the things that I love about you for sure. (laughs) (laughs) so funny it was so funny the first time I heard you all call me smoldering I was like oh my gosh nobody's ever said that about me so that's just hilarious to me (laughs) I I hope it's a good thing mean it as a good thing yes I I took it as a good thing I really I did so Susie okay so I was going through your website And I was also looking at what you filled out for me to be on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I must, must ask you about, because when I read it, I was like, ooh, that sounds (laughs) interesting. And it was an unexpected journey. Can you talk about what that means? Where did that come from? I just, that words just, oh, I'm a word person. I'm a word person now. So yeah, tell us about it. Well, to be perfectly honest, and and this could take up an entire hour, so I'm going to try try to make the long story short. Um, It really kind of comes, originally 
came into my mind because I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And your unexpected journey or the unexpected journey is like the Hobbit thing, right? And I've always loved that. Um, you know, I can't even as big of a fan as I am, I'm terrible at remembering like quotes and things, but there's a quote about, um, you know, hitting the road and you don't know where you're going, but it's this adventure sort of thing. You know, there's, if you don't keep your feet, you don't know where you'll end up. And there's both like a warning, but at the same time, an invitation with that. Yeah. And that's kind of what I love. And then as I thought about that, you know, it was my love of, of Lord of the Rings and really sort of a focus with using a lot of the, the story and really the character archetypes and all of that sort of in my business and in my writing, um, I realized that I myself have always been on an unexpected journey. And as much as I would like to think, those of you who know anything about Lord of the Rings, as much as I'd like to think I'm like an elf, which is this beautiful, immortal, very like knowledgeable, stately, you know, immortal person. I'm really more like a hobbit, <laughs> the short little person that just wants to eat and drink all the time. <laughs> and have fun and laugh and, you know, be, you know, irreverent and all of that. So um, I very much feel like Bilbo. You know, at the beginning of his story, he wasn't sure he wanted to go on this adventure, but he listened to his inner guide and he went on it. And in that, you know, it opened up his life in ways that he never could have imagined. And it, he, he decided to listen to who he truly was, not who everybody else was telling him he should be as a hobbit, because most hobbits are like, we don't go on adventures and we don't do any of that, you know, outside what's expected. So it's a little of that. And it's also just the fact that, I'm one of those people that have tried and done so many different things in my life. And as a coach, I really worked with people on that as well, as far as sometimes when you're someone who's super creative and you love to try so many different things, it can be a challenge. The people from the outside look at you and they're like, oh my gosh, you've done so many amazing things. That's so wonderful. And you're like, it is wonderful. But the, the other side of that is you have to be in the state of mind that you may not, it, it's easy to feel like you never get to your success because you almost, you never sort of reach an ending or an ending goal. Mm -hmm. um, for me, life really is about the journey, but it took a while to be okay with that. You know what I mean? Life, mm -hmm. society doesn't really tell you that you need to have a clear, you know, vision of success. and what I realized that to me, sex, success is all, not sex, success is, well, it could be, the it fun little thing, right, <laughs> along the journey, and the little rewards that lead up to something else, and that doesn't mean to not have goals, we always need to have goals, mm -hmm. but just being open that they may not look the way that you originally planned, so for me, it's always about focusing on how I want to feel versus how I, what I want to do. Mm, so yeah. that was a long answer to the unexpected journey question, <laughs> but that's but, really where, <laughs> but and we're really all on one, right? Like we're all on an unexpected journey. Exactly. And here's the thing. It's, it's more of us embracing the fact that we are on one and being okay with it. 
you know, because you said something really key about how society teaches us about success, but what the what it took me a long time to understand is success isn't an end goal. It's not an end game. It's just like with healing. Healing is not the end game. It's the journey that you're taking. And those those little milestones along the way that you add up as your successes. Would you agree? I would totally agree. And I, I never thought about that before with healing, but you're right. That's just a step in the process because typically we don't go from, you know, whether it's physical healing or mental healing or soul healing, we don't go from zero to 100 in a day or a week or a month. It is a process and all the things that we've learned that we need to unlearn. You know, I always tell people at whatever age you are, you know, you've been doing what you've been doing for all those years. So why would you expect yourself to completely turn around in a week or a month or a year? Talk about it. You know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That, oh my goodness. That is a constant (laughs) reminder for myself. Mm. like okay I've I've been on this earth for 46 about to be 47 years and I've had all these years of of thoughts and and belief systems and and all this that's been fed to me through environment through the well-meaning people who raised me through you know cultural norms and whatnot it's going to take a lot to undo that so that that gave me permission to give myself a lot more grace than I was giving myself. You know? Yes. So. Yeah. And that, that is the hope. And, you know, it's not an easy thing because, you know, not to be the, like the harbinger of doom or anything, but the world is against us with a lot of that, you know, it just is. Yeah. Um, and there's all the mixed messages everywhere. Uh, so much expectation and privilege and, you know, so, so it's, it's a long journey. It is an unexpected journey, a long journey, but, you know, we just do the best we can every day. We surround ourselves with people that really inspire us and make us feel like, okay, we can keep going. There's a reason to keep going and working, going through the hard stuff, you know, someone to have along with you on your journey. So that's important. Your fellowship. Absolutely. (laughs) Very, Mm -hmm. very important. So like Susie had said at the beginning is she and I met on Clubhouse. And when I first met Susie, it was, she was doing tarot readings with a mutual friend, Hallecu. And Hallecu was on last season of the podcast. Oh, um, good. Rocked it, talking about tarot, um, healing through uh, tarot. Um, and so one of the things that I found fascinating about Susie was how you can take tarot reading and the different like suits of the tarot and you're creating these stories from that. So what I wanted to talk about was when you're doing and and you started creating stories from, from inspiration of things like Lord of the Rings and the tarot and making those connections how did you, how did that start? Like when you're giving someone a reading through the tarot and you're tying that into their personal story and now giving them a reason to write that story. 
So can you talk about mm. that a little bit? Sure. I know that was a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, you know, how I got into the tarot was very funny. It was just kind of one of those random, hey, you want a reading in one of those stores? And I'm like, sure, why not? And of course, being into Lord of the Rings, I've always been into fantasy, you know, the idea of magic. I love Harry Potter and all of that kind of stuff. But I'm also a very pragmatic person. You know, I'm the kind of person that just easily calls bullshit. Like, nah, I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> sometimes that rock you saw in the road on your on your walk is just a rock. It's not a sign, you know, it's like, <laughs> so I am very... I am very much like this pragmatic, half of my brain is very pragmatic. The other half is very woo. So I had this reading and, you know, again, long story short, the person that did this reading was so incredible. He literally told me that my brain fights itself because it's half woo woo and half, you know, very like looking at the facts in the series, which is, was really weird told me I was psychic, which I was like, um, you say that to all the girls. Cause that's ridiculous. Like I don't read the future. I can't read people's minds. But as I started to think more about it, I'm like, well, if psychic means in his mind, very intuitive and empathic and reading people, then yes, I guess I could say. So all that is to say that it led me down the path of wanting to read the tarot, that reading and looking at them in a way of really digging in deep. The hardest part for me learning the tarot was re letting my more intuitive side take over mm -hmm. instead of the book learning side. Right. But that said, as much as I have completely embraced that, I'm embracing the woo more and more every day in my life. I can tell it's right for me because the people that have come into my life and the things I brought into my life since I've done that has just grown exponentially. I mean, it's amazing. Um, but I am someone I think where I tend to look at more of at tarot as a self-development tool. Some people will use the tarot more as the divine, um, you know, guidance. And I do, it's not that I don't believe that is part of it, but my gifts and what I do as a coach, as a writer, I love to look at all of the meanings behind the cards, the symbol of the cards, symbols on the cards and all of that. And to me, I don't think the cards themselves have any magic. I don't have any magic. The magic lies in the querent. It lies in the person who is trying to, they're, they're coming at me for a reason. There's something that they know, that they almost know, right? But something is blocking it. And that's the way I believe that we all know the answers to our questions for the most part things that we are dealing with, with our personal selves, we know the answers. Oh, yeah. It's just because of society and because of things we've been taught, th there's like a veil or a wall mm -hmm. and tarot helps to bring that out. And that's what I love about the tarot. And that's how I love to use the tarot. Right. So to, to fast forward with the creative thing, to be honest, um, it, I have Clubhouse to thank for what the direction that I'm going. Um, Halakiu and I were pulling, you know, one card per person. They would come up and say, or we'd each pull a card for them. And this woman, Cindy came up and she said, I don't want you to read a card for me. I'm writing a story and I would like you to read a card for my character. Oh, and I felt my entire self just 
light up and go, that's it. That is what I want to do with my tarot practice. I want to work with writers and help them develop their stories with using the tarot. And so from there, that's how I created um, this class that I'm teaching at The Loft, which is a literary center here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, Originally, I called it Royal Character Design uh, that I do through my own, but teaching that class, they wanted something that, you know, people understood a little more, but it's creating compelling characters using the tarot. So it's using those court cards of the tarot, which are kind of the personality cards Mm -hmm. and learning about their archetypes. And then if you can assign archetypes to your characters, it helps you understand your character so much more and helps you stay, you know, not only make them relatable, but also keep them consistent throughout your story so that they, when you're always keeping that in mind, they can, you know, they're reacting and speaking in a way that fits their archetype. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't change. And I talk about that as well. So that's kind of what I do there. And then I have proprietary readings around, you know, character interviews where I go through a series of questions. So it's almost like as a writer, you can ask your character, what is your strongest strength? You're, you know, and then you can pull a card around that. And again, my, the way I work is, is very like a brainstorming session. It's not like, this is what you have to write about. It's like, how does that feel? You know, what does that bring up for you about your character? And we talk through it and it's just such a, such a cool experience. So it's not so much people's personal stories that I'm doing. It's really more working with, and I also have a writer's reading that just sort of helps the writer, whatever they're writing, Mm. um, get in that good mindset because it's tough. You know, writing is a hard job, whether you're writing a book or a screenplay or a blog, (laughs) you know, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of discipline to it and, um, it can be easy to get off track. And so, yeah, that's that's basically what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the distractions are very real. <laughs> oh, yes, they are with everything, right? Yes. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, because I'm I'm getting myself more serious about completing my book that I've been writing for a while, and I'm like, okay, Ooh, sit down. I did not know you were writing a book. That's very yes, I exciting. am. <laughs> yes, I am. Um. But I, I really, I'm glad that you, you clarified that for me, but that just still makes that extremely fascinating. And I love Mm. how divine that was, that someone comes to you on Clubhouse and says, no, 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 this is not me. This is for a character that I'm writing about. And I'm like, wow, who would think to, to do that? Like that, that was just, that's so cool. Like, I'm just, I don't know what else to say. That's just really, really freaking cool. And it was beautiful how that gave you your aha. Like, oh, that's what I need to be doing. That's the other part of me. Um, Because it seems like it really is helping you cultivate um, your creativity all the more. Don't you think? Yes. I mean, you're right. That was truly a gift for her to ask me that because she literally did shine a light on. Because again, being someone who loves to do so many different things, it can be difficult to kind of hone in on, you know, what exactly I want to do. And I was kind of going through not a crisis in the sense that I was just, you know, going through horrible, but thing, but there was parts of reading the tarot that didn't sit well with me as a business. And 
um, I kind of needed to work that out. And as an aside, you know, when we talk about the magic of creativity, I decided at that point to kind of stop trying so hard mm-hmm. and focus on something that I love for the sake of loving it. And that's when I decided Lord of the Rings was going to be something I was going to focus on and write about and do maybe reading. You know, I had a reading around Galadriel's mirror, you know, what what was, what should be, and, you know, whatever. I can't even think of it right now. But, um, you know, it, all of this and honing more into that, you know, archetype stuff with the writing and the book that I was writing, that I'm writing right now, all of those pieces were sort of falling into place. And then that was the final sort of, okay, this is the glue. This is the final puzzle piece with how I love to write, how I love to work with writers, how I love the tarot, how can I put them together? Um, And I really think it happened because I stepped back let what I love come in and not worry about the end result. It was just a very interesting, now it's confusing to all of my followers, sorry out there, because I'm like, now I'm going to do a Lord of the Ring thing. <laughs> oh no, now I'm doing this thing. Now I'm doing that thing, you know? Um, but sometimes it just takes that journey to get to where you need to be, you know? And yeah. so that's the thing you said, podcaster. Well, I'm not even... I did start a Lord of the Rings podcast and I'm not even really doing that anymore right now because I'm focusing on these other things and I still have it out there because I might jump back on, but um, yeah, for now, that's not my focus. So yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's still out there. So technically you are a podcaster still until you rip it off of the airways. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I just, like I said, I was reading this in, in reading your, your website and, and really just thinking about this. And, and I thought that was just such a very creative and cool way to bring stories uh, to the forefront. So thank you for sharing that um, and talking about that. Um, Another thing that I did want to talk about, because I saw this on your website, I want to talk about War Bride. <laughs> I was like, really, Susie? Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. The heavy metal, the, the, yeah, we called our genre of music female melodic metal. Mm, so I'm dating myself here, but you got to, this was like the era in Hollywood, California right before grunge started to take over. So that whole like uh, lipstick metal, you know, the guys with the big hair wore more lipstick than I did and that whole thing. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a singer or I used to be, I don't really sing for a living anymore, but I moved out to, I, I quit a year of college. I was going to music school at the University of Miami in Florida. And I was like, I don't need a degree to be a rock star. (laughs) So I went to Hollywood. I started a band or I joined that band War Bride. And, you know, it was these with four other women. Needless to say, uh, the diva energy got a little too strong. And so after a while that didn't work out. And then I joined, I formed my own band with all guys after that called the charm school dropouts. (laughs) (laughs) So we were a little more kind of 
punk rock, kind of heading more into that grunge territory um, than the Warbride stuff. But yeah, that was, that was, there's a lot of stories there, a lot of fun, a lot of just following, you know, following that guide in me that was telling me that I just needed to go on this adventure and um, just, you know, figuring it out as I went along. All by my, I didn't know anybody there and I was going to go by myself. And at the last minute, um, this woman I hardly know said she wanted to go with me. And uh, yeah, so it was, it was quite an adventure and I'm really glad I did it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there are pictures of me out there with that hair. Uh, you know, we use so much hairspray. I always, you know, feel a little guilty, like I'm somewhat responsible for a hole in the ozone layer. We use that Aquanet stuff. We used to call it Rockwinet. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. <laughs> I used oh, the bigger the hair, you know? Yeah. It just I feel like big hair. poof the hair up and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, boy, the <laughs> or something, weren't they? <laughs> oh man, and this was the yeah late '80s, early '90s. So, yeah, uh, it was something. So the reason why I I wanted to bring that up <laughs> is because what when we talk about being creative beings and and creative um, in how we are creating stories and, and, and writing, you know, music and, and really um, tapping into those parts of ourselves, we tend to shy away from calling ourselves when we're creatives artists, because mm. we think that art is supposed to be like a, a Michelangelo type, you know, thing. But art is very free-spirited. It's very much uh, adventurous. So, you know, the word mm -hmm. adventure, you, I've listened and you've heard, used it quite a bit. And that's what creativity to me means, is being able to jump into the adventure and really like bringing that to the forefront. Because as I've allowed myself to be my creative self, because I, I hid my creative self for so long. Um, mm. I mean, I wrote a lot when I was a child, a lot. I wrote poetry, poetry short stories, oh. everything. And now I'm kicking myself so hard that I threw that stuff away. Um, oh. I did. I threw it away. I was like, big dumbass, why did you do that? But I did. Um, because I just, I, I just did not want to be different from mm -hmm. some of my friends who weren't living that way. But then as I, I look back on Allison of the 80s and 90s, she was adventurous. Mm -hmm. She was adventurous. And that fed into my creative um, self. And so now that I'm older, I'm embracing that part. So when the reason why I'm saying all this is because when you talk about creative magic, I feel like it all kind of works together. Don't you think those adventures and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, art is definitely any way of expressing yourself, you know, in my opinion, we're all artists, like you said, no matter what our medium is and whether we write or not, you know, there's some of us that 
don't have anything to do with writing necessarily, but words are their magic. You know what I mean? Whether they're using it in a way that helps others or gets a point across or teaching or, you know, that is, that is an art, that is a magic healing, whether it's, you know, whatever way that you do that, whether it's conventionally or not, that's an art. Um, and just anything that you do that fills your soul to me, whether it's for, you know, professionally or just for yourself, that's yeah. a way of expressing yourself. And that's a way of being an artist, in Absolutely. my opinion. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Definitely. So, Miss Susie, as we are going to wrap this up, because um, I know you got stuff to do, I got stuff to do, but I've been doing our <laughs> always stuff to do. So much. I know we always yeah. got stuff to do. Um, but I just appreciate you <laughs> taking time to come and speak with us. So, um, let's talk about uh, some of the things that you've got uh, in the works as far as offerings are concerned. Yeah, so as I said, if you're here in the Minneapolis area or near, and you're a writer and you're interested or you want to be a writer, the Loft Literary Center is um, an incredible place for people, no matter what your experience, to take tons and tons of different classes. And so I'm teaching this class in August, and um, so I'm really excited about that. I believe it's August 11th, and it's that... Yep, creative, um, creating compelling characters with the tarot. So we'll be doing that. And, and people that come to that class, you can either have, you know, come with a character in mind, either that you're already working with in a story, or maybe you're just thinking of a story and you want to start writing it. You know, it's a great place to start. And also I do, you know, it's one of the things I, I offer one-on-one -on -one as well, working with people. And you'll see on my website, which is yourunexpectedjourney.com, you'll see my services there. I have my writer's reading, which I call the fifth element writer's reading. Um, I have that character interview series, uh, plot point reading around your story. Um, and then I, you know, hourly personal story guides. So what I love nothing more is to be on someone's journey along with them as they're writing their book. And if they get in a place where they're like, I'm just not quite sure what my character's thinking here, or what way I want the plot to go. Can we pull some cards around that? You know, that's the sort of thing that I'm here not to write your story, but to help open your mind creatively so that you can take those blocks away and really get some, you know, beautiful, amazing ideas as sort of a partner with you. So that's what I do, um, my services there. And one thing I'm really excited about is I'm starting a local writers group with some friends of mine here. Okay. Yeah, I've had so many people come up to me, guy, really, I know you're writing this book and I really wanna, you know, I'd love to chat with you about, I'm writing a book myself. You know, so many people are like, I'm writing a book too. And um, so I decided to put this together and it's just not very many of us. But my thought is, you know, I would love to kind of have this be the starting point. And eventually, if a lot of enough people are interested, maybe start a writer's community online uh, where people all over can join with a focus not only being, you know, of course, for us to, to support each other, but also have different elements of, you know, do you want to um, do little seminars? You know, how do you write a proposal? How do you how do you come up with a synopsis for your book? Um, and then, you know, different, I wrote a blog post about 
how you can get creative inspiration from walking through a cemetery and how can you do that? And so having all of those different things all in this community to kind of different ways to be inspired and creative and that sort of thing available to whoever the members are. So that's sort of kind of what's in my, and then uh, as far as writing, my book is called Little House Life Hacks. I'm co-authoring that with my writer friend, Angie Bailey. She and I have been friends for over 25 years. And it's so funny, you know, again, talking about an unexpected journey. Um, on one hand, I'm into Lord of the Rings and I'm reading the tarot, but this is about Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask that based on the name. Know, like, what? What? Yeah. So it's a lifestyle book that really embraces, yes, their lives in reality were very difficult. Um, but the idea of the simplicity that they had back in that time, um, before we had all of our technology, it, it kind of forced them to be more connected to the land, more connected to each other. How can we sort of look back on that and bring those into our everyday, you know, modern lives? Right. But it's fun right. too, because it's it's not just from the books, it's also from the television show, which is a kitschy delight of the 70s and 80s. And so we poke a lot of fun at that all right. in lots of love. Um, so that will be coming out uh, through Running Press. That'll be coming out like, I think, August, September of 2023. Nice. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, all that Yay. magic swirling around. <laughs> but what I was saying is, your workshop is taking place August 11th. That's my birthday. Oh, my gosh. That's so amazing. Like Yay, she's doing that on my birthday. It's going to be I'll so I'll have to think of you. That's right, you're a Leo. I'm a Virgo because my birthday is on the 29th, just, but I'm right on that cusp. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Susie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, I Allison. So much. This it's wonderful. So Not wonderful. just to have, you know, that you're having me on here is wonderful I appreciate that so much but just to see you and chat with you and you know like I said it's been too long so this has been a great opportunity thank you for thinking of me oh you're welcome you're so welcome and I'm gonna have all of Susie's information in the description show notes whatever platform you're watching or listening to it to the podcast on to or whatever I was like, I'm going somewhere now. My going somewhere, where am I going? They, we all know what you mean. <laughs> but nevertheless, how you can get in touch with her, learn more about her is all going to be there, I promise. So Susie, thank you again. And thank you all for joining us today here on the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast. I will see you next time. Bye for now.